You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, I am so excited to be talking to another Arkansas girl today on Walk It Out. And we're going to be talking about freedom, which, hallelujah, I am so thankful for God's freedom. Um, Jennifer Renee Watson is a blogger, speaker, youth minister, pastor's wife, and mom. She co-founded Broken Girl Ministries in 2011 to help women find the same healing she found in Christ. She has spoken at churches and events, and she's led prayer retreats centered on biblical teaching and prayer. Jennifer lives with her husband and two children in Northwest Arkansas. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Is it spring up where you are? Because it is so nice here in central Arkansas. (laughs) Yes. It's sunny and you don't have to wear a jacket. It's beautiful right now. Yeah. I love it. My kids today, they have their last day of this outdoor science program and it goes through the winter. So all year they've been freezing. They've been going on hikes. And today they're like so excited. They're outside in the sunshine. Yes. It does wonders for our soul, doesn't it? Yeah, and I know we have a mutual friend, Holly Gert, that we just both love her so much, and we've met before when you were with Holly, so it's great to be able to connect with you now. Yes, I'm excited. I love it. And so your your book that we're going to be talking about is Freedom, The Gutsy Pursuit of Breakthrough and the Life Beyond It. So tell me, why did you want to write this book? Um. So I realized probably about 10 years ago, I've been in ministry for 22 years and I realized I went through this season where I realized that I was still a broken girl in the spotlight of ministry. And, um, I realized that I was circling the same issues over and over and I was really stuck for a really long time. And it took some time realizing that I had to own my junk and realized my mindset was what was crippling me from receiving the breakthrough I needed. And then I started talking to more and more women who were saying the same exact thing. I'm stuck. I don't know how, how to experience freedom. I don't know what to do. And so I just went on this journey to just discover freedom and what that looked like and how I needed to change in my mindset to walk, really walk it out. Yeah, I love that. And you talk about, you know, we often wear brokenness as a badge but it's not meant to be a destination. And I think so many people just think like, this is how it is. I'll just get through it. But tell us a little bit just about your journey to freedom. Yeah. So I feel like um, that at times we don't even realize it, that we make really good friends with our baggage Mm. and just say, this is tethered to my identity. And so um, I came from a broken home. My dad was an alcoholic. There was um, verbal and physical abuse, but there was also a lot of love there too. And so there was dysfunction. And I always saw brokenness from a different angle because I loved broken people. Like I had broken people parenting me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and of course, you know, God redeemed so much of my story. Uh, My mom and my stepdad are both believers, love God uh, with all their hearts. But it was like, I feel like my mom 
started her freedom journey when she loaded up me and my sister in a car and left an abusive marriage. And I feel like I've just been on that path for so long that I didn't even realize that I was still struggling with some things that, that, that there were some, still some areas in my heart that I hadn't healed from. Yeah. And I think so many times, um, we think, you know, that's just who I am and, um, you know, that's part of my story, which we can, when we connect with broken people, we think, see, God is using this, right. but he wants to, he does want to bring more healing to that. So what, exactly. what does that look like? What, what does that look like in your life? So freedom, this freedom journey has been a, um, it's like a holy confidence mm. because I felt like I was magnifying my brokenness. Mm-hmm. And of course, God, God has used it beyond my wildest dreams. And of course, I always say I never wanted to be the poster child for, for broken homes or anxiety and depression, which I've been very open with, um, that, you know, I've wrestled with on and off, you know, for a really long time. And so going on this journey, I realized that Christ had already paid for my freedom. So why wasn't I walking in it? Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of people ask me, well, where did you get this whole gutsy thing? And it was from the woman with the issue of blood who reached out for um, God, for Jesus's garment. And I felt like she was the most gutsy woman in the world because she had pursued all of these other avenues, but she heard Jesus was going to be there. And she was like, this is my day. And she did every single thing that she could to pursue healing. And she realized Jesus was our answer. And I was like, this is the bravest thing. So this girl that was labeled with sickness, the sick girl, and had gone through this for like decades, over a decade, decade. And I was just like, what in the world? Um, I want to learn from this woman. And so she has really been my inspiration that um, it says that she fell down at Jesus's feet and told her whole truth. And I feel like the healing journey for me has been that mm-hmm. it's been reaching out to Jesus and telling him my whole truth. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he already knows our truth. Like, exactly. He, but it's just like us saying yes, this and yes, that. And I remember very clearly um, a, a time in my life where I was really struggling with um, emotions of dealing with a past boyfriend. Like he tried to um, contact me online and I like didn't, I like broke off communication. I didn't want that, but just all those stirred up emotions were there and just like going back and I had friends that prayed over me and I went back in my mind to those times that I thought were like, Oh, it was true love and my first love and like talking to Jesus about it. And just seeing him there weeping because he really, you know, Mm -hmm. he was saying, this isn't the love I have for you. And I know you're searching for love. I know that your heart is empty and you want something. And like, so he already knew where I'd been. I already knew what I, where I'd been, but Uh it was like seeing him there in those moments, like with me and weeping because he knew he had so much more for me. And that just like kind of broke this thing. Like I didn't that wasn't true love or whatever that, and and that desire for that person, it was like, Jesus was saying, no, I have so much more for you. So really, I love how you're saying it's just telling your story back to him and then seeing him there in the moment and just being with you. Right. Well, I actually went through counseling and that's exactly what a counselor said. She was pulling up, you know, saying, tell me about this moment. And she would say, where was God? Mm -hmm in that moment. And I, every single broken place in my life, I could tell you exactly where he was. Mm -hmm. And so it was such a healing thing to say, you know, through that traumatic surgery, you know, I can remember her saying, where was God 
in that surgery room. And I was like, he was the table and the surgeon. Mm. I mean, like these incredible things coming out of my mouth and where I go, he never, ever left me. Mm -hmm. He never left me stranded in my brokenness. And I could go back and pinpoint where he was, like you were saying. And it's so beautiful and redemptive when we do that. Right. And I think so many times we think like, I'm not going to think about that. That was mistakes I made. But going back and actually seeing Jesus there, you know, it's like, it's amazing that he has always wanted the best for us and that life is hard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our, sometimes it's due to our decisions. Sometimes it's due to the Mm -hmm. decisions of others, but Jesus is there just wanting to draw us to him and to love us and to be there for us. And that does bring so much healing. So true. Yeah. So, um, why does it often take the pain of brokenness in us for us to be open to change? I think that, um, I think pain and brokenness is a catalyst. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of times we want to avoid it at all costs. We're really good at numbing our pain, whether that's with um, ice cream or Netflix, which are, you know, my go-to or, you know, the different things that we kind of turn to. But I think pain is an opportunity because it lets us know, because there's times in our lives where we're like, Oh, I've got this. I've got this. But no, it's, it's not, we don't, we don't got this. We need Jesus at every single moment in our lives. And I think that brokenness and pain makes us search out for, um, for his hand in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause otherwise I think we we're really good at taking care of ourselves and comforting ourselves <laughs> until well, it gets to the point where we can't do that anymore. Exactly. Well, and I think that we think that the goal is for us to be these strong, independent women, but yes, but it's like we trade, we trade codependency mm-hmm. on God dependency. And I had to learn the difference. Yeah. Well, okay. So explain this a little bit more. Cause I think this is so good. The difference between so, codependency and God dependency. Yeah. So I feel like with broken stories, um, that we become very insecure people and I tethered my self-worth to a lot of people and how they responded to me. And so that is codependency, right? Where we're turning to someone and saying, I need you to complete me. Mm-hmm. But God dependency is saying, I surrender everything to you and I'm going to follow your plan. Not what makes me feel good. Um, so that has been a huge breakthrough in my life to say, no, is this codependency? Is that your inner broken girl kind of trying to surface and, and tell you that you need to be clingy to these certain things, or are you going to trust Jesus and be God dependent? Oh, that is so good. Cause I think all of us do have that tendency. Like if I get this approval or that, or this accomplishment, like then I'll be okay. But Jesus is like, no, no, I don't, I don't want any of that for you. And it, there's always that lingering emptiness when we do that. Yeah. Cause it never is enough. Even if we do get it's that approval. Never. Yeah. Right. Um, I also love how you talk about, you, you say that it's okay not to be okay for a little while. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? So I think that it's absolutely fine for us to acknowledge this is not an, this is not fun. This is not a good season. I don't like it. I don't want to be in this. So I feel like it's okay for us to not be okay, but then there's the other side. So I think that we have to grieve and we get to be honest with our emotions and even be mad. But then there's this moment where we say, okay, God, what do you want to do with this? And what do you want to teach me through this? So I always say that there's like these three truths that I kind of lean on when I feel like 
you know, everything's a mess is that what I'm facing is temporary and what I'm feeling is temporary and good things are going to come from this pain, mm-hmm. even though I can't feel it right now. So that's kind of where I go, okay, this is, this hurts and I'm not okay, but I will be. Yeah. And I think so many times we, we just feel like this is how life is going to be forever. Like we are so, we are yes. hurting in this moment, but right, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think um, when we see that God can show up and that he can change things, that helps us later, but we really yes. have to turn our mind there. Like, okay, I right. know you've been there before. I know you can be here, but in this moment, this really hurts, but uh, you know. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we can have the pity party and then we make a plan and, yeah. or it's just surrender. Right. Yeah. And what do you mean by that, by that surrendering? Laying everything that, because I I feel like, especially with women, we're really good at micromanaging every single detail of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're fixers, we're nurturers. And so for me, surrender is laying down my agenda to ask God, you know, to take over because I, yeah. I'm really good at being in the driver's seat. You know, I'm really good at getting things done, but then that's when I would hit that dead end where I was like, okay, you like, you're even making your, um, your strength and your independence, something that's could, can be harmful at times. Yeah. And I think I, I'm so like you in that, um, I can manage a lot. <laughs> you know, yes. Like yes. I have I the kids, I have the books, I have this, I have that until you get to the point where you can't. <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's okay. You know, and and I would say the last couple of months for me, we I've gotten to the point where like, all right, I can't do it anymore. Like <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes it takes a lot for us to get to that point of yeah. surrender and just be like, Okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. try to manage any of this anymore. Right, right. Well, and I had one of those moments when I was really wrestling with anxiety and depression and I had been journaling and I was doing all the things, all the right things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. Like I was trying to eat right. I was exercising and I just had this moment of frustration and prayer. And it was like, I could hear his voice saying, are you done? Mm -hmm. Like, are you done? And it was one of those like, okay, yeah, I, I've been trying to be my own Jesus. And that's the whole self-sufficient thing that we kind of pick up when we've had people in our lives, whether it's loved ones or parents or husbands that disappoint us. We kind of be like, okay, I have to be okay on my own. And the truth is we, it's just a, it's a tag team thing with us and Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's been, you know, we've adopted seven kids and, wow. you know, it's like, we're following God. I'm doing what you asked me to do. Like, these are, this yeah. is really hard. These kids right. are from, from broken places. And then they don't make the choices I want them to make. You know, they yes. grow. Like, we have one that is out of the house, and she's not making choices that I would want for her. We have another one that's really struggling that's under 18. And, you know, I just really like, God, I'm doing what you asked you know, yeah. can't we have like the happy ending where everyone is going to make good choices and really yeah. just like, I mean, now it sounds dumb when I'm saying it. Cause of course, you know, there's just so much brokenness. I can't just expect that everything is fixed, but in the middle of it, when you're trying to help people that continue to make bad decisions, it's like, okay, God, <laughs> why isn't this turning out better or exactly. easier? And it really came down 
to, um, I love the book. I listened to the audiobook book, um, When God Doesn't Make Sense by James Dobson. And it's an older yes. book, but it had so much truth. And it just really, like the one thing I came out of it with is, um, can you still have faith in me even when you don't understand? And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can have faith yeah. that you're good, that you have a plan, even why, when I don't understand that this is why this is so hard. And right. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Makes me want to go read that book now. Yeah, it, it's a, it's an old one. Like, I think it was the 80s, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's so good. It just had some really good stuff that I just needed to hear in the hard places of, you know, right. when, when things don't always turn out. And one thing that I loved in your book um, is the soul destination map and yes. these questions. Um, so there's four questions you have here. I'm like, okay, this is like something we can almost do every day. <laughs> Ask these questions. Um, So they are, I need to make peace with, and then, you know, writing down uh, what you need to make peace with. I need to stop being so hard on myself about. Mm -hmm. I need to cling to, and I need to release. And really, I mean, I think I'm going to write these questions in the front of my my journal that I journal when I do my Bible study. Because I think every single day there's something that we're like, I need to make peace with this. Or I'm being hard on myself about that or you know I need to release this whether it's a kid or a situation or you know health or whatever it is I think each day there are things that God wants us to bring freedom you know there's the big freedoms and then there's the little daily freedoms so I love that yeah so with those like soul destination map because I I started prayer journaling And I feel like that was so part of my um, healing process that I wanted to put some things like that in the book just because I think writing things down is powerful Mm -hmm. because then we have to acknowledge, okay, this really is an issue because when we say it out loud or we write it down, it's like, okay, I've got work to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I realize as I'm writing these things down, because I'm, I'm, it's not these exact questions, but I've been like, what am I just going to have faith about, even though I can't know the answer. And as I'm writing things down, um, I end up doing a talk at the recent homeschool conference on homeschooling adopted kids. And, you know, I've given this talk before a couple of years ago, um, before, you know, my kids grew up and <laughs> were making the great, greatest decision. And I ended up actually pulling some of the things I wrote from my journal and was able to share mm-hmm. it with other parents. Like, okay, okay, so I know you are working so hard, but maybe your kid is not going to make the decisions you want. And this right. is how God's been talking to me. And just when he is able to meet us in those areas, then we're able to share it with other people because everyone needs right. to know. So all of us have questions and doubts right. and worries, and God doesn't want us to be, you know, burdened with those things. Right, right. Well, and I think that it gives people permission to be like, okay, so I'm not crazy and I'm not alone, mm-hmm. and that's that's freedom right there. Right, and you know, we didn't want to sign up to be part of this is our story that we're sharing, but no. that other people do need to hear it, and I think you know. Um, I ended up coming home and talking to my husband because he hears everything like, why are we going through this? And why, yeah. you know, do kids make these decisions? And when I came home speaking to this conference, I'm like, okay, I was able to not even give answers to people, but just listen to them and their own mm-hmm. struggles with their adopted kids. Cause that's, you know, the journey we're on and say, I don't have answers, but I understand. And yeah, just that is huge. Yes. Yeah. So good. Love that. 
Okay, and then you also um, talk about just hurt often causes us to put up walls around our heart. And, you know, I think I did that for many years. You know, Mm -hmm. when you have those things in your past, you kind of like, okay, this is the walls. Um, Why is opening up your heart worth the risk? I think that... um... I think that pain and dysfunction isolates us a lot of the times Mm -hmm. and we're like, no, I need to protect myself. So I'm going to pull all the way back. But I have um, found even Holly said one time, you know, that, you know, Jesus hung like on the cross wide open with his arms stretched. So why am I like building this wall? And he's like, she was like, of course this hurts because everything soft and tender inside of us is exposed. But I feel like love is worth the risk and, learning how to connect with people in our brokenness is it's a risky, but it can be so, um, so healing because I feel like our freedom journey is never just about us. Mm -hmm. It's about the people we take along with us on the journey. And I tell, talk a lot about this in my book with like healing sisterhood. It was me and my friend Carrie who we were in like big spotlight ministry things. And we came together and we outed all of our brokenness and we did this journey together. Mm -hmm. So what I thought that I would do in secret and private and get, you know, get my mess together, that didn't happen at all. I was, you know, I shared my stuff with a friend and I was accountable and I could voice the, the kind of crazy things that we feel sometimes and say, have her go, okay, I get it. But now what are we going to do? How Mm -hmm. are we going to like, you know, move through this. So I watched her go through a painful divorce. She's watched me go through depression and losing a child to adoption, having a failed adoption. So through all of those things and being vulnerable and inviting her into that just makes that connection even stronger. I mean, like when you've got two girls who believe in Jesus and it fight for one another, like, you know, hell trembles when we like join arms like that. I wanted to take a break really quick to let you guys know that my assistant and the producer from the show, Kristen Crumb, wrote a book. Yes, it is so sweet and funny. I devoured it over my anniversary trip when John and I went to Florida. And if you need a sweet escape from this craziness of quarantine life, which I think all of us need that right now, you definitely need to pick up a copy of It Happened at Christmas by Kristen Crumb. So there's Christmas in the title. But don't let that fool you. It's everything you've ever loved about a feel-good 90s rom-com and your favorite Hallmark movie all wrapped up in one. So do yourself a favor and grab a copy today. We have the link over at the show notes. Um, You can find it on Amazon, on Kindle, your favorite indie bookstore. Again, it's It Happened at Christmas by Kristen Crumb. And I think we, we do need those other people. Um, that we can just be totally real with and that will say, I know how you feel, but get up. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, exactly. Well, and you can't just have anybody. So right. we, we can't have our vent friend. We have our vent friends, right? That we can vent to and say, but then we've got our friends that will call us out, you know, and that is like, it, it's painful being caught, you know, when they say, you know what? your attitude is like so far from where it needs to be, but that's where the wounds from a friend can be trusted. Mm -hmm. And we just experience so much growth when we have the right people, you know, in our lives. So I'm not talking toxic relationships. I'm talking about like people who are on the same journey and really are seeking God and 
living that surrendered life, just like we're trying so desperately hard to do ourselves. And I think that is such a treasure when you could find, you know, someone like that, that you can just know that you can share with that will share that truth back to you and, you know, point you in the right direction. And I have um, some writer friends, they live all over the country and we have a little, Mm -hmm. you know, group email group and we just lift each other up. We get together once a year and, um, I'm like the youngest one in the group. So they have so much wisdom and, um, just encouragement for me. And, you know, they know when to say, okay, girl, you know, get up. And then they know, like last week I got flowers from them because they knew I was going through a hard time. And so I think it is so important to have those people in our lives. And I really just encourage, like maybe someone's listening and saying, I wish I had someone like that. And just start praying, like praying that God would bring someone into your life. Um, and I, I know that he hears those prayers and, um, you know, and maybe that someone, uh, maybe he'll even bring someone to mind that you think, well, right. you know, we're not even that close, but <laughs> you can just call up and maybe they can become that person to you. Right. I um, Holly uh, said something really powerful the other day, and she said, community isn't something you find, it's something you build. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where our walls come down is when we're the one who initiates the, you know, invite someone to coffee because it's risky because we don't want to be rejected. So I love that because I think that there will be people listening and someone's going to surface to their mind and then they're going to get to be the one who extends that invitation. And that is such a cool thing to think about. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes we're waiting for someone else to reach out to us, but maybe God wants you to be the one reaching out. And, um, you know, I've never, never been disappointed when I have taken that time to get together with someone, to have coffee with someone, to open our hearts. Um, it's, it's so important to have those. And I know in our busy lives, you know, it might be over email or, you know, private message or something. You You know, some of my closest friends, are around the country, but when we take the time to connect with people, um, I think it just is part of the healing journey. Like we need each other. Exactly. I love that. So when, um, you know, you sat down to work on this book, what was your hope that readers would get out of it, um, by the end of going through it? I wanted them to come to the last page and realize that, um, they were absolutely capable of unearthing the things that were keeping them stuck, like maybe their mindset. Um, I talk a lot about the inner mean girl, Mm. where it's the voice of perfection or that voice that um, the lies that have been spoken over us. I want them to feel like they are completely capable of hearing the voice of God and tag teaming with Jesus to experience freedom. Also want them to know it's already been paid for And it's something that we just get to walk in. It's so hard for us to be receivers sometimes. So I feel like just knowing that they are worthy of the love and grace that Christ gives to us so freely and that maybe it's time for them to extend themselves that same grace and love and acceptance and then just keep moving forward and keep moving forward in their mindset, keep working on those areas. And just so I feel like this is just in a lot of ways, it's it's like a, a encouraging coach, but it's also uh, one of my friends said, I read this and I felt like you kind of kicked me in the pants a little bit, but then I also felt like you just wrapped me up in an embrace. So I hope it's mm-hmm. both that, right. you know, that it's encouraging, but then it's also like, oh, ouch, you know, you're talking straight to me 
and um, that they use this as um, just a weapon. Right. And I love how you mentioned like giving ourselves grace too. Um, and I think so many times that inner mean girl, that critic that's like, you should be doing a better job or, you know, I mean, that right. voice is, well, if we listen to her, she will get louder and louder and we don't need to listen to her. But I think I found that, um, you know, just even as we continue to add kids to our family, um, you know, we adopted seven, I was not able to keep up with like the clean house, the, no. you know, the meals <laughs> around the table. And it's so funny because um, you know, I just felt like I remember clearly one day in the middle of this huge pile of laundry that was just so overwhelming in my laundry room, um, just feeling God like whisper to my heart, like, I love you just as much if you have this pile of laundry, if you're all caught up and it seems like right. the silliest thing, but really in that moment, it's like, okay, like someday when the kids are grown, I might be able to like, be caught up in my laundry. Right. But at this moment, that's not the priority. And um, it was like so freeing to me. Mm, I love that because we are really, really hard on ourselves as mothers, probably in, probably in every area of our life, you know, because it's always like we see the Pinterest moms and mm -hmm. we're like, whoa, you know, and that's where the comparison comes in. So that's where like we just we need some more grace in our lives. Yeah. And I love um, in that chapter, freedom for your inner mean girl, you have a better way to love that heart of yours inspired by first Corinthians or by yeah, first Corinthians 13. Yes. And I'd never heard it this way before. I'm like, this is so good. Um, I will be patient with myself because love is patient. I will be kind to myself because love is kind. I will not envy boast or be prideful because love doesn't look like those things. And it just goes on. And I'm like, I've even talked to my kids about, okay, this is how we treated other people, but I've never even really looked like, okay, this is how I need to be treating myself too. Right. Well, I can remember exactly where I was writing that and I had tears just streaming down my face because I've always read that passage on this is how you need to love other people. Mm -hmm. But when I turned it around, I was like, well, this is kind of scandalous, but it was one of those like God moments where I thought, wow, if I could grasp this, then maybe I wouldn't be like sabotaging my every single move and be so critical of myself. Right. And I think because we are often more critical than God is <laughs> a lot of the 100%. time. 100%. Yeah. 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 And he's like, girl, just relax. It's okay. Yeah. I, I feel like he's saying calm down. Yeah. And, and there's been times in my life, especially with ministry, where you feel like you're supposed to be perfect. Well, mm -hmm. that's just not possible. Um, and who, I mean, and how boring would that be? But I had this moment where I was like, felt like the Lord was saying, you were expecting things of yourself that I don't expect of you. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, you know, it was one of those wake up calls that I realized that I've, I've got to stop being so hard on myself. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially if we're writers and communicators, it's like, we almost feel like we always have to have all the answers too. Um, yeah. and it was like, this is like in the last couple of weeks, I felt God saying like, you don't have to give everyone all the answers all the time. Um, right. You don't need it. Whatever's going on. You don't have to figure out the three points. That's, gonna, you know, that's going <laughs> to exactly. come out of this. And, you know, I had 
Um, cause I, because I've adopted and a lot of people know that teenagers and lots of hard stuff, I often get Facebook messages and, and emails with really hard stories. And, you know, just mm. recently someone emailed me pouring out and I'm like, I am so sorry you're going through that. I have no answers. I will pray for you right yeah. now. And it was almost so freeing instead of me like, oh, I need to figure out like exact words to tell this person. And yeah. I don't have to be the one that has to have all the answers, but I can right. pray. I can pray. Yes. That is so good because, you know, there's some things that I walk into the situation and be like, I have no idea. Like, yeah. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do next. And that's a really brave thing to say out loud to people. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I have no answers for you, but we'll try to figure it out together. Exactly. And let's just pray about it. And let's pray that God brings you yeah. the answer. And it's not going to be from me at this moment. Exactly. Yeah. Because people do look to, I'm sure people look to you all the time and say, you probably have this figured out. You're further along in this than me. And when they realize that we're still kind of wrestling with these things too, especially with teenagers. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like that's, it's hard stuff raising teenagers. It is. And, um, and this has been one of those seasons for me, raising um, a daughter that's really struggling in school. And it's, it's devastating for my heart. Right. Yeah. To watch her struggle so much mm -hmm. and, and I'm not able to fix it. I can yeah. just love her and pray for her. And exactly. that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. It is hard. We want to be the one with the answers. Um, but of course, then again, if we gave everyone answers, they wouldn't need God. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. It's like, let's just pray. And that's my, you know, let's just pray about this because I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but Jesus does. Exactly. exactly. Oh, oh, it's so good. And I think um, I, I just love, um, you know, just how you're continually pointing people to God and pointing them to the freedom they could have. Whether, I mean, we've talked about so many things, so many right. areas today. But I guess the ultimate answer we give people is Jesus. Like Jesus is Absolutely. the answer. He so, is. I love so that. So good. Yeah. Okay. So now um, that you are just feeling more breakthrough, how is that different than before? Um, okay. So what I'm seeing now, people have asked me this question, you know, what are you seeing now? What are you learning now about mm -hmm. freedom? And what I'm learning is that um, when we walk in freedom, sometimes it's offensive to those who are still wrapped in chains mm -hmm. and they don't even understand it. So I, I was not prepared to experience that, to see, you know, your, you know, holy confidence and boldness in him, uh, is like shocking to some people who, um, are afraid and like their baggage and all of that. So I wasn't really prepared for that, but it's taught me even more things of how to just stay on my path and realize that I can just point people to Jesus and point and say, this is what I've learned about freedom, but then it's up to them to decide what they want to do with it. Yeah, that is so good. Um, you know, we could share the truth that God has given us. And that's all we can do. Like we can't make anyone else change. No. And if we could, we would do it. We'd right. start with our own kids, right? But then but can't... again, we would be their savior and not Jesus. <laughs> exactly. It, exactly. So I think that just kind of getting myself out of the way and saying, you know what? I'm just going to, and I'm giving you over to the Lord and I'm going to trust Jesus with this. And then it, it, it kind of gets me out of the equation of trying to be the fixer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I love it. Well, mm -hmm. Jennifer, I just appreciate you being here today, sharing your heart, 
um, and just sharing what God has done in your life. And I encourage those that maybe say, wow, I want that kind of freedom to check out the book. Again, the book is Freedom, The Gutsy Pursuit of Breakthrough and the Life Beyond It. So Jennifer, where can people um, connect with you? Yes, um, jenniferreneewatson.com. Also, I'm on a podcast called More Than Small Talk with um, Susie Eller and Holly Girth. So they can find that on iTunes. And then um, I'm on Instagram and have a Facebook page. Uh, They can type in Jennifer Renee Ryder and they'll be able to find me. I love connecting with people and I love hearing their stories. It's just such a passion of mine. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor to talk to you. I am so thankful for what Jennifer had to share with us today. I love what she said about finding freedom. Um, And this is a quote from her book. Freedom isn't about what we produce or achieve, but rather who we are becoming in Christ. Well, I will be the first to tell you that all the effort you spend on working and fighting for your breakthrough is worth it. You need to know that now is the time to stop trying to hustle and earn your worthiness. The enemy will always try to distract you when the Holy Spirit is guiding you. While the enemy whispers in your ear all the things you should be doing, the word says you trade up with God every single time. And I just love that, that we don't need to be doing more. Instead, we really need to pause and get connected to God's Holy Spirit that will speak truth and grace to our hearts. Today's Walk It Up verse is 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. I just love that so much. I'm going to read it again. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know, so many times when I first became a Christian, uh, I just felt I needed to prove myself to God, to do good things, to um, be, be a good person, to love my husband and my kids and others, and give all this effort to do, do, do. And the more I drew near to God, the more I just felt him saying, you don't need to do all of those things. It wasn't like I need to earn God's love. I found freedom in understanding that I already had God's love and all those mistakes from the past. Yeah, he was there. He was there weeping. He was there hurting. He was there wishing that I would turn to him. And there is where I found freedom, realizing that good or bad, God accepts me just as I am. I don't need to be burdened. I don't need to wear that badge of brokenness. And I also don't need to earn his love. So let me pray for you today. Lord, I'm so thankful for Jennifer and for her message of freedom. I pray that you will just help her and encourage her, inspires her, inspire her as she reaches others with your good news. And for all those listening, Lord, that are burdened with pain or mistakes, maybe their own or maybe from others, I pray that they will turn to you to find freedom. I pray that in the midst of wearing the badge of brokenness, in the midst of trying to do more, be more, that each of us will just pause and listen to your still small voice that whispers, I have done it all, I love you completely, and you are enough. I pray that that will just resonate resonate in our hearts today, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, again, everything that you um, need to know that we talked about today will be in the show notes. We have quotes from Jennifer um, that we talked about today. 
links to her book, links to her social media sites, all the great stuff. Be sure to check it out at walkitoutpodcast.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen and be inspired. It really inspires me to know that you want to hear from godly men and women, that you want to walk out the truth of God in your everyday life. I pray that something that you heard today will encourage you and inspire you. And if it did, share this episode with a friend. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.